Bonjour everyone and welcome back to Casser les Lignes, the French football podcast with the accent. The name is uh, Jeremy Magan and another great little podcast about what happens in, in Ligue 1. Of course, we're going to cover uh, game week number six uh, and, and its fair share of, uh, of red cards, I guess, as usual. But we also will cover in part one um, who I thought had the best transfer window in Ligue 1 this season. And it's not Paris, it's not Marseille. Uh, it's, a, it's a smaller team who's, uh, who's doing things well. Of course, Castelline is brought to you by Breaking the Lines, curated football opinions. Jump on the website, breakingthelight.com, to read uh, the latest article, whether it's why is Nottingham Forest the only team in Premier League without a sponsor. It's actually an interesting uh, read or a couple of um, a couple of analysis on airing Ted Hag's Manchester United or the presentation of Vitor Roque, the next wonder kid in Brazilian football. Jumps on the podcast as well, Cortalinhas, the podcast on Portuguese football, Aira Gigore, on Italian football, Road to Qatar, and um, Tactics, uh, where uh, where I did make an appearance on those two uh, podcasts recently. Uh, go and check it out. Breaking the lines, one of the one of the best football media around, of course, uh, and a lot of content for you. Anyway, we're going to jump onto our stuff, the French football stuff. Like I said, part one, we are going to talk about the transfer window. Part two, we are going to talk about the weekend in Ligue 1. Hope you enjoy both. Don't hesitate to comment, subscribe, ask some questions, judge what I say, disagree with me, attack me, let me know what you think. Breaking the lines, casser les lignes after the music. There were two rounds played, of course, this week in Ligue 1. The midweek was uh, round five and then round six. We're going to talk about round six mainly, but quickly the results uh, of, of the midweek football. Montpellier beat Ajaccio 2-0 with, with a red card each in that game. Reims uh, beat Angers 4-2 despite a red card for Reims. Lyon uh, saw off Auxerre 2-1. Monaco lost at home to 3-4-2. A bit of a surprise, that one. Strasbourg and Nantes drew 1-1. Um, Rennes beat Brest 3-1. Lille left, lost at home, excuse me, 2-1 against Nice. Good, uh, good win for les Aiglons away from home. Lens beat Lorient 5-2. Marseille beat Clermont 1-0. And Paris won in Toulouse 3-0. Those were the results for round five. Round six of Ligue 1 was played this weekend. All 10 games happened uh, and a flurry of gold. Maybe maybe a little bit less than what we've been used to since um, the beginning of the season, right? 24 goals scored uh, in these 10 games uh, and five red cards. Uh, six if we count the one that was given to uh, Julien Stéphane, the, the Strasbourg coach. Um, so the referee are still up there as far as, as red carding goes. And I guess four or those five, I'll, I'll be okay with it. The one for Trois maybe was a, a dark yellow rather than, a, than an actual red card. Anyway, let's uh, let's jump into um, all the games that were played this weekend. A, a quick 
review of, uh, of our nice little weekend in French football. The first game uh, was in Auxerre, Auxerre against Marseille. Uh, and Marseille, you keep their good run of form, a 2-0 win against the promoted team uh, at the Stade La Baie-des-Champs. Gerson with the first goal at the seventh minute and Alexis Sanchez at the 84th minute at the very beginning and at the very end of the game. They scored twice Marseille. Uh, 15 shots, seven on target for Marseille, eight shots, two on target for Auxerre and 53% position for Marseille. Um, very much like the the games that we've seen before for Marseille, I think um, a serious um, a serious performance. There was quite a bit of turnover in the Marseille team with, of course, the Champions League coming this weekend. Um, we had Matteo Genduzzi on the bench, uh, Nuno Tavares on the bench, uh, Alexis Sanchez on the bench. Uh, obviously, um, I'm sure you've, you've heard it, Dimitri Payet is injured right now. Uh, so he, he didn't even um, sit on the bench. He was just in, in the audience. Uh, and so Suarez was starting, Under was starting, uh, Cabore was starting on the right and, and Klaus started on the left, Kolarzinak started in defense, um, Gigo and Bailly wasn't playing. Of course, uh, Gigo, I think it's still, um, uh, Gigo is injured, excuse me, and, and Bailly uh, was just rested for the day. So it was Balerdi and Bemba and um, Kolasinac in defense. So Marseille tried to put, I'm not going to say a B team, but an A, A, A half team. Uh, and, and they did well. Um, obviously, it wasn't as pretty as it is with all the usual starters, but the intensity is there. We start to really see what Tudor is trying to do um, and he's doing it well. Uh, and it's working well for him. So hopefully it'll work quite well for him um, for a bit longer this season. And especially now that they're going to play every three days with the Champions League, I think that's when the the real tests happen, and we'll uh, yeah we will see the the next few games that Marseille are playing. We'll see that uh, when uh, exactly the 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 issue will start happening. Anyway, for Auxerre, um, I, I like what Auxerre has done. Um, Benoit Costil actually had a very good game in goals, uh, quite a few saves, uh, and the team itself they, they just try to play football. They had a few opportunities. They they hit the crossbar once or twice during the game. They didn't fold when Marseille was uh, up front early on, uh, and they kept pushing. And it's a team that you know if they play like this, you don't see that team being relegated. Really, you see them uh, playing the kind of football that you want to see. I guess. Um, in in Ligue 1 and we know how good uh Hen was last week last year in Ligue 2 uh he's showing uh, some good stuff in in Ligue 1 as well but um Biram Atouré as well in the midfield uh impressive the the captain for Auxerre uh, so yeah unlucky for them they they didn't um, get the result against Marseille but uh but a team that is uh it plays good football eh? and it's good to see like I said, Marseille, it's, uh, we'll see when they play Tottenham this week and then they have a, a pretty tough run of teams uh, in Ligue 1 while they play Champions League. So let's see if they can keep that run of form the way it's been so far. Four wins and one, uh, sorry, five wins and one draw after um, six games, which is almost almost a perfect start. And I don't know if a lot of people expected that from Marseille after the off season, like we were saying in the other, uh, in part one of the podcast. Uh, the second game, another team that um, finally is waking up um, Lyon against Angers 5-0 for Lyon um, the goal scorer Carl Toko Ekambi the former Angers player 31st and 59th minute Lacazette at the 38th minute Lukeba at the 62nd minute and Moussa Dembele rounded it up at the 88th minute 16 shots for Lyon 9 on target 8 shots for Angers 3 on target 65% position for Lyon and uh, uh, finally uh, I guess a win um, that is a bit more convincing than what we've seen uh, since the beginning of the season. I mean, mind you, Lyon is on the same rhythm as Marseille and Paris. Uh, five game play. They still have that game in hand that they're playing midweek against Lorient. Uh, four win and one draw. So they have uh, the opportunity to 
to go and love always Paris and Marseille if they win that game against Lorient. Uh, but this game, we've seen them a bit more convincing. And I guess more importantly, and, and that's the difference with, with Paris Saint-Germain, as, as I kind of keep saying, um, we've seen them, you know, not, not showing any complacency, not showing any arrogance. They kept going at it and they kept trying to score and they kept trying to score and you know great to see Luke Ebas scoring his first goal in uh in first team the young center back but also great to see Ekambi here where it matters um and they just kept going at it Angers is is it's it's a team that is just struggling it's it's hard to see I mean the first uh, the first goal I don't know what Bamba is doing uh, the third goal same thing Bernardoni on that Lukeba's goal he should never be taken like this it's just not going well at Angers and they're having a hard time bouncing back and, and really playing well together and it shows too much uh, I don't know yeah, I don't know what Gerald Batic is going to do I wouldn't be surprised if he ended up being the first uh, coach to be uh, to be asked to um, to leave the bench but uh, but it's been uh, yeah it's it's just hard to see because you don't really see where the um, solution can be for for Angers uh, like they're playing with offensive players like Onahi was playing Gioni Buffal um, who knew at the beginning of the of the game and then uh, they tried to bring a few more uh, talent Abdeli the former league the um, striker was there as well but just it just didn't happen it's not clicking for Lyon for Angers excuse me uh, so it yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how they uh, how they go for the rest of the season. Uh, Les Angevins for Lyon, it's a very good result, and and like I said, it's uh, it's good to see them um, keep pushing and keep pushing, and and now you know they had scored only nine goals in their first four, four game. Uh, now they have a nice little um, goal difference of plus ten with fourteen goals uh, for and 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 four against. Yeah, it's different for Angers, right? Uh, Still not a win, two draws only, um, and they're on four consecutive defeats, and they've uh, conceded 17 goals, uh, the worst defense in, in the league already early on. Um, yeah, hopefully for them, they bounce back, but it's not a, a great start for um, Angers. Next up was Nantes against Paris Saint-Germain, and Paris Saint-Germain, who won 3-0 a bit, yeah, a bit frustratingly, I guess. Uh, goal scorer Mbappé with the brace, 18th and 54th minute. And Nuno Mendes uh, scored at the 68th minute. Nantes, who played over an hour with only 10 men after Fabio's a pretty bad tackle on Vitinha, who actually injured Vitinha on it. Uh, Paris with 60% possession, 19 shots, 7 on target, uh, 10 shots and only 1 on target for Nantes. Uh, and, and Paris, who would absolutely dominated and had the most of, of the opportunities but you just want them to win that game 7-0 and not 3-0 and I'm not exaggerating but you're playing against a team that is known to defend well but that is down to 10 players only after 25 minutes and it looks like Paris just didn't push it just didn't force it I mean of course they're playing against Juventus in the Champions League in, in midweek uh, but you know we've just talked about Lyon and how Lyon just kept going at it uh, PSD didn't do that uh, and it still works for them. It's still a 3-0 win. Uh, I'm not saying that they rested some players, but still, you know, you had uh, Ramos on the bench, Nuno Mendes on the bench. Uh, Neymar, of course, was on the bench. So they did uh, make sure that some players were catching a breath before um, the Champions League and before the series. Uh, but yeah, they just, um, ah, you just want them to score more goals and to play um, better or more consistently. It's it's a great win. A goal from Mbappé, the first one, uh, is a great goal. I mean, it always takes something special to be able to beat Alban Lafont, right? Uh, but, but he was perfect. Uh, but, but defensively, it's not, it's not 
completely reassuring either. I guess that's why we want them to score uh, as many goals as possible because uh, at one point Donnarumma built ball to feet. It's a bit scary and then a bit of a um, miscommunication in defense. Uh, so you're seeing things that I guess aren't perfect signs, um, especially when you know that Galchi is supposed to be that defensive coach or at least that coach that makes sure that everyone defends together and that no mistakes are being made. Um, we'll see. It's it's a 3-0 win. The team, uh, again, you know, they dropped that point against uh, those points against Monaco. And uh, besides that, they just won every single game and they're having, um, obviously, a, a great start of the season, 24 goals in, in six games, you know, who who would want something different? They've only uh, considered four as well. Uh, so it's a great start. And, and the Champions League run with the play, the teams that are playing within their Champions League run, um, which is which is not um, going to be easy, you know, but, but uh, between the moment that the Champions League starts and it finishes, they'll have faced Lyon, Nice, uh, Marseille. Um, so, so it's not going to be an easy run for them, but it's going to be a good test to see if they can do it. And, you know, if, if Maccabi Haifa look like a team that is going to be almost easy, Juventus and Benfica are two teams that are playing a different style of football than Paris Saint-Germain. So seeing how they fare against them will be uh, the first glimpse of a test for um, Paris Saint-Germain, but a solid 3-0 win on the weekend again for um, the reigning champions. Next up, Montpellier against Lille. It was a great game to watch, actually. Uh, and Montpellier, who had started well, um, ended up losing 3-1 at home uh, to Lille. Elie Wahi scored at the 20th minute. And Jonathan David with a brace, 41st minute and 95th minute, all the way down in the injury time. And Angel Gomez, the, the new number six of Lille, uh, was scored at the 57th minute. Lille with 76% possession. That's that's all right. Uh, 26 shots and eight on target. Uh, um, and Montpellier with four shots and two on target. Montpellier who played the whole second half with only 10 players after Valen Germain got given a red card for a bit of a, a bit of a dumb foul. I think he just wanted to uh, to foul a player to stop a counter-attack, but he put his leg a little bit too high and he almost um, he almost broke an Achilles in the meantime. Uh, so I think the red card was, was justified. Uh, but, but we've seen Montpellier trying to attack and just a little bit Lost, um, I think you know, without their uh, without their playmaker, uh, there was that great run from Northern. The goal from Way is great. Uh, there was a, a couple of opportunities where we saw that they could play football, but without Savanier, it is definitely a different team, and so they're just really focused on defending and trying to defend well. Uh, on the other side, Lille, I, I enjoy what I'm seeing. Remy Cabela is in form, two assists for Cabela. Uh, Jonathan David is finding the the back of the net, and that that second goal is actually. Uh, quite special. Um, and Angel Gomez is actually is doing really well in the midfield next to uh, Benjamin André. We've seen André Gomez coming in. Uh, Adam Unas, when he comes in and replaces uh, Zegrova, he's actually doing some pretty good dribbling. Um, so he looks like he's um, comfortable. Jackite, the right back who comes from uh, Toulouse, he's, he's doing also pretty good on his, on his right back. I was expecting Zedatka to be the, the starter there. Uh, and, and with Zelatka not available, oh, sorry, on the bench, he is definitely available. With Zelatka on the bench, uh, Jackity is really playing his card right, playing offensively and, and defending well. Um, so it's a good surprise, Lille. It's, uh, you know, it's been up and down, of course, that, that, that slap that they took against Paris Saint-Germain has probably been a little bit hard to digest, but they digested. Um, they lose against Nice in, uh, in, in the midweek, which, yeah, I guess it's... Uh, 
I'm not going to say it was a surprise, but you know, when you, I think it was something like 18 shots to, to four or something like that. So it, it was not deserved, I guess, for them to lose. They, they faced a, a goalkeeper and a defense that was in form. Uh, it's not always going to be the case. They're playing good football and it's good to see the dog back to playing a, a brand of football that we enjoy, I'd say. Next up, Reims against Lens and Lens who are dropping points for the second time this season. 1-1, the final score. Uh, Follarin Balogun again scoring for Reims and Luis Openda um, equalizing. The first goal was at the 71st minute for Balogun and Openda uh, equalized at the 82nd minute. Then Daver Machado for Lens got red carded at a at the 66th minute. So just, uh, just over 20 minutes where they were only 10 men. Lens did dominate 64% possession, uh, 20 shots, 4 on target, and for Reims, 17 shots, uh, 4 on target. Reims, unfortunately, who saw um, Junior Ito being injured, um, and hopefully he'll be, he'll be right. Was he injured? I think he, he went out injured. Uh, now, now I can't remember. He wasn't replaced, so maybe, maybe I'm just making that. Up. Forget what I'm saying. Uh, anyway, we've seen, we've seen Reims um, actually um, playing okay, and somehow, despite leaving all the possession to uh, to Lance, when they scored the first goal after uh, Lance has been um, getting that red card, you think the game is theirs and and they're playing all right to actually keep it, and they have a couple of opportunities. Uh, they they have this. Um, uh, this sequence where it looked like they're going to to score the it was like a, a bicycle kick sorry from from Gravillon uh, but unfortunately they just don't score that second goal and then defensively uh, they just need to do better um, you know I said it last week on the on the pod it was uh, you know Pence for um, Rajkovic was probably one of the um, one of the hardest keeper to replace for Rajkovic and Pence is good without being amazing um, so that goal that I concede between Agbadu and uh, and Pence somebody needs to do better to, to stop Openda and unfortunately it didn't work out for them 1-1 it's a good result for Rennes all things considered because Lance is at the top of the table but when you think that Lance was down to 10 men they would have probably loved to keep those three points and, and to get a, a win at home against such a, a good team. Uh, Lance played well, couldn't score, uh, and eventually will be happy to to have gotten one point, um, you know, again, given that they were down to uh, to 10 men. It was, it was an interesting game to, um, to watch. We go down to Corsica for Ajaccio against Lorient, and Lorient won 1-0 courtesy of Dango Watara at the 51st minute. Uh, Lorient with 7 shots, 4 on target. Uh, Ajaccio with 16 shots and 3 on target. 59% possession for Ajaccio. And, and I guess I really thought that Ajaccio were going to get their first win. Uh, they pushed. They they played. They actually played good football. Not as defensive as sometimes you can see them uh, playing at home. It They just suffered against Watara, Mofi and, and Kone up front uh, and, and, and when it wasn't them it was Lefay who was, was pushing up or Le Goff who was trying to uh, to score from an impossible angle um, and, and they just defensively we can see that there was some opening but uh, but it's they got the, the ball for most of the game and they really tried to hurt this, this Lorient team uh, and so it's probably the, the best I guess we've seen of that show um, this season so far and hopefully they'll uh, They'll keep it that way, the player coached by uh, by Olivier Pantaloni. Uh, Lebris, the coach of Lorient, you know, he had told us that they were going to play football, they were not going to refuse uh, to to go up front, etc. And I mean, they play good counter-attack and they can because they have Terem Mofi, um, Watara, Sumano, it's, it's speed up front, it's pace. 
Uh, but you know, you I guess they got some uh, some lucky breaks, I'd say, since the beginning of the season, and they get results thanks to those lucky breaks. Uh, but I don't know how long um, that's going to uh, that's going to stay that way. We'll, we'll see. Hopefully for them, uh, as long as possible, they're they're doing all right right now on the on the table. Lorient um, again before that game midweek against against Lyon, um, they got three wins, one draw, one loss in five games, and so they are just under the. Um, just under Lille, there are six on the on the table, so it's a good start. Just very much like it was last year for Lorient, uh, they just have to keep it that way, right? Uh, but yeah, good win. Uh, a bit unlucky for Ajaccio, the promoted side, but uh, but Lorient will be happy with those three points uh, away from home. Clermont against Toulouse is next, uh, and Clermont with a, a win that will uh, will make them happy. You know they went off two two losses against uh, Lorient and against Marseille, uh, both you know very tight loss, just one goal uh, after uh, after a good start. I mean you know of course we remember that they got thrashed by Paris Saint Germain, but then they beat uh, Reims, they beat Nice, uh, so so they they were able to get a bit back to that and beating Toulouse 2-0 with Maxime Gonalon scoring just after the break at the 46th minute and Mohamed Cham uh, at the 96th minute making it 2-0. Uh, you know it has to be said that um, Toulouse um, dominated 67% possession, 14 shots, four on target. They hit the crossbar twice. Um, Moridio, the goalkeeper from Clermont, was in great form. Uh, Clermont ended up with with 12 shots and three on target, and and really having to play counter attack and and relying on set pieces to be de- to be dangerous uh, because it was it was um, Toulouse's game really. Dalinga is very close to score. Van den Boem is very close to score a couple of times. Um, but but Clermont still, even when they're dominated, when they got the ball, um, even in their counter-attack, they still try and, and doing it the right way, I guess, if, if that's the way to say it. They still try and develop some football. They know how to play with their assets when it's key uh, up front early on. Uh, they use both his height and his and his speed. And then when they change uh, and they put Mohamed Cham or Rashani up front, then they, they try and um, you know look for fit. When Androids come, they know how strong he is. Uh, so they try and, and put it on him and use him as an anchor. Man, they, it's not just kick and rush and counter-attack. It's always trying to build up in their counter-attack, just playing direct football. To lose, you know, Dupé has done some pretty good saves. Um, they're a team that I think deserves to be uh, at least in the mid-table of Ligue 1 when you see how well they play. I mean, they just are coming from Ligue 2 and they play as good as much um, as many Ligue 1 teams. Uh, they just need their lucky break and, and they need to score some goals instead of <laughs> getting the crossbar every single time. Uh, you know, Dalinga had had a, a, an okay start for a player who comes from um, second division in in the Netherlands, but maybe they'll uh, maybe they'll see soon that they need somebody who score a bit more regularly. Uh, we've seen Ado Onewu coming coming in the Japanese international. Um, I don't know if that's the the answer. Unfortunately for them, Healy is injured, of course. Otherwise, it would have been a nice addition for Toulouse. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, we'll see how they how they um, travel. But they're playing encouraging football. Van den Bommen is really. Uh, he's a really great player and, and seeing, you know, seeing a team coming from Ligue 2, coming to Ligue 1 and adapting so well is very encouraging. We have that for the past two, three years now in Ligue 1, Lens, Lorient, Clermont, now Toulouse. Um, I, I like I like to see that. I like to see the, the level of the um, football in France getting a bit more, um, a bit more narrow and, and everybody being strong. Next up, Brest against Strasbourg and uh, Pierre Lesmelou. 
scored his first goal under his new colors of Brest. 1-1 was the final score. Les Melou scored at the sixth minute and Ajork equalized on penalty at the 28th minute. Strasbourg, who I guess uh, can can feel lucky that they kept the score 1-1 because five minutes, no, not even five minutes, three minutes after the that goal from Ajork, uh, Persic was red-carded, uh, sent off uh, at the 31st minute then. So they play over an hour Uh, with only 10 men. And then, like I said um, earlier in the intro, Julien Stéphane got recorded as well, the coach from Strasbourg. 11 shots for Brest, only two on target. Of course, that hurts. That's why uh, you can't win a game. Um, and despite the 60% position, uh, the team coached by Der Zakarian just wasn't um, dangerous enough to really uh, to really put sales under pressure. Strasbourg finished with 10 shots, three on target. And to be honest, Marco Bizot, the goalkeeper from Brest, actually had more work to do against uh, a 10-man Strasbourg than what Sales had to do against the 11 uh, players of Brest. The first goal uh, was encouraging that quick link-up between uh, Stimani and Les Melou. Uh, I thought, you know, wow, maybe Brest can produce the same, the same performance that they produced against Marseille a couple of weeks back. But um, but then after that, I guess playing against 10 men, sometimes, you know, the motivation goes to the team who's playing with only 10 men, right? And I think that, that's probably what we saw. Uh, Belgarde with a good free kick could have done something. Uh, they tried to push. Uh, Colin Dagba was playing, the former um, Paris Saint-Germain player. Um, and, and they, you know, Strasbourg did what they could with, with 10 men they tried to surprise Brest they couldn't Brest looked like they were bothered that they had to have the possession uh, and that they couldn't play their usual di direct brand of football um, and, and so the, the score stayed 1-1 uh, and, and it's uh, it's still a slow start for Strasbourg you know it's a team that last year impressed us uh, and uh, we thought we are going to um, stay on the same wave I mean maybe you know the fact that the um, the, 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 win the transfer window Nothing happened, but nothing happened, I guess, late. They're expecting somebody to leave for the longest time and it didn't happen. Maybe it has hurt them, but, you know, we're now six games in and they still haven't um, won a game. And there were four, four draws and two losses in six games. It's not the, the start that we hoped for Julien Stéphane. Um, seeing what they did last year, um, again, you know, when we did that pre-season podcast with um, with Baptiste from Le Classic Pod, um, you know, I kind, of, um, I kind of anticipated Strasbourg to not have the same success that they had last year and, and same for Rennes. Uh, and so far, it's uh, well, it's what's happening. Rennes is the next team that we are talking about. Rennes was traveling to Troyes uh, and Rennes wasn't able to win against uh, a Troyes team that played for an hour with only 10, 10 men. Again, all those red cards were given pretty early. Uh, Troyes opened the score actually with uh, Ike Ugbo, the um, City Loni, at the 14th minute and then Santa Maria um, equalized at the 48th minute. Uh, the red card was given to Johan Salmier, the Troyes defender, at the 27th minute. Like I said, that red card is probably the one Uh, in the weekend that I thought was more a uh, an orange card than a, than a real red card. But anyway, the, the referee decided and the VAR confirmed. Uh, the man of the match, 100%, was Coche Gallon, the goalkeeper from Troyes. Uh, fantastic saves uh, on his line, in the air, reflex save. Uh, he, he did everything. I mean, poor, poor Ren, 19 shots, six on target, and they can only score once, uh, Troyes. Nine shot, only one on target, one goal. Uh, 72% position for Rennes uh, showed that they, they did everything they could. Um, and, and Rennes, you know, I saw this amount of shots and I was like, oh, I already said in the pod that they're um, shooting a lot, but they're not scoring. Uh, well, they've shot 108th time 
this season so far in six games. Only Paris Saint-Germain shot more, 110. Uh, and they've scored only eight goals. So their, um, their, uh, their average, sorry, I should have said, is a goal every... Uh, or I'm going to say it, say it the other way, sorry. Um, 7% of their shots end up being a goal. Uh, there's only three teams that are worse than them. Strasbourg is like a, same same as them, 7%. And then there's Nice at 3% and uh, Nice at 2% and Ajaccio at 3%. Um, so it's, yeah, it's pretty terrible. Um, you know, it, it's one one goal in 12, one, one shot in 12 that ends up being a goal. And it's not what you expect from a team like Rennes, who was such a free-flowing attack Last year, um, they need to fix that, and and you know they're getting rid of Laborde, who, who was one of their goal scorer. But but I don't know. We'll see. They put Guiri as a number nine um, this weekend. It was Guiri, Terry, and Bourijo uh, up front. They have the the midweek games, of course, starting uh, from from now the, with the with the Conference League from this Thursday onwards. Uh, so it's only going to get harder, in my opinion. Uh, but we'll see if they can if they can find that second gear and if they can have the, the kind of season that we had last year. Uh, it was about now, last year, when they started to have the great results in, uh, in Liga. Uh, so let's see if they can do it and if they can finally uh, kickstart this uh, season. And the last game of the weekend was Nice against Monaco, the derby of the French Riviera. Uh, and Monaco took it 1-0 thanks to uh, Bril Mbolo, the Swiss international. Uh, Monaco with 14 shots, 2 on target. Nice with 12 shots, 5 on target. And the position was for Nice, 53%. And it was a uh, pretty boring game. It wasn't. It wasn't the best game to watch uh, to finish the the weekend. Uh, that goal. That goal was actually great. The the the, the cross from Caio Enrique is almost perfect. Uh, perfectly swerved. Uh, so much so that Casper Schmeichel um basically misread it and didn't know if he had to go out, not go out, go out, not go out, and eventually uh or basically let Mbolo head it in. Um, and I think Schmeichel is definitely um, guilty of that one. Uh, but, but besides that, um, I guess I expect more from both teams. Uh, kudos to Monaco for, for keeping the result the way it is. Nice, it looks like it's a team that is now going to play, I think, better. I think Nicola Pepe, Gaetan Laborde and under Delors um, has a lot of promises. And when you know that uh, you can get Sofian Job in, uh, I mean, it, it just looks good. Rares Ilie didn't play the uh, Romanian um, young player didn't play this this weekend, but it looks like there's a lot of promises up front. So with Ramsey and they've signed Ross Barkley, of course, as well. Who knows uh, how that's going to turn out? Uh, but they look like they're a team that should be better offensively. Hopefully, Fevre can fix that. It, it was two teams that were 15 and 16 on the table before the game, and now uh, Monaco wins. So Monaco uh, give themselves a little bit of air. But for Nice, it is it is it's not great. You know, six game, one one win, two draws. Uh, Monaco come back to the 10th position. Nice stays in 16th. Uh, you expect more, only four goals scored in, in six games for Nice. You definitely expect more. It does look like though it, the moment they score the first goal, they're just going to score a lot of them. So hopefully for them, it's uh, it's just about to happen uh, and they struggle. But uh, yeah, I guess uh, in in a way, you're wondering how that's going to, uh, how that's going to work for them. Uh, with the rest of the season, especially with the the conference league um, coming in, right? So so hopefully they'll uh, they'll manage. Uh, they're they're playing Cologne, um, Cologne, Cologne, in uh, on Thursday, and uh, hopefully for them they can manage. But it's going to uh, it's going to be interesting to see if Favre, who when he came was 
you know, loved by the fans and everybody was happy to see him coming back. Uh, it'd be interesting to see um, what he does with, with this team that uh, supposedly he, sh- he needs to manage better than uh, than what Galche does. Uh, anyway, uh, that's the 10 games for the weekend. What that means on the table is Paris Saint-Germain and Marseille are by themselves at the top with 16 points. Uh, Lens follows with 14 and then Lyon, 13 points. But Lorient-Lyon is being played in the week. So Lyon could uh, could get up there with Paris and, uh, and Marseille. And then it's Lille with 10 uh, and Lorient with 10 as well. At the bottom, Ajaccio, Angers and Strasbourg are still winless uh, and are 18th, 7th, 19th and 20th. Uh, the 17th team, who, as we know, uh, is also going to lead the straight away at the end of the season. Uh, but Toulouse, Nice and Brest all have five points. Uh, so it's going to be a struggle all season for that um, for that bottom of the table. Let's see uh, how they uh, how they make it out. Uh, I said it in the midweek, Lorient-Lyon, uh, but also Paris Saint-Germain against Juventus. Marseille is going to England to play against uh, Tottenham. Uh, Rennes is playing against... Um, I think it's La, yeah, AAK Lanaka. Uh, and then the last two teams in Europe um, is Nice and Monaco. Nice, who's playing against Köln. And Monaco, who's going to play against a, a former a former friends of, uh, of a French team, uh, the Etoile Rouge de Belgrade. I won't say the name in English because, uh, or, or in, it's probably actually in their own language. I'm not going to say it because it's going to be uh, botched. But yeah, Belgrade, the Red Star Belgrade. Krvena Shvetsda, I think it is, and, and I'm sorry if anybody um, anybody speaks that language, and, and I've just uh, ruined the way we say the name of their team. But uh, but yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a week full of football with uh, Europe, and then of course we are coming back next week for more Ligue 1. Uh, keep an eye on uh, on some of the game. Monaco Lyon on, on Sunday night is probably going to be the game that no one wants to miss. But also Marseille Lille on uh, Saturday night, uh, two games that promise uh, to to bring a bit of a uh, interesting uh, football, interesting attacking and defending there. Thank you so much, guys, for listening to part two of Casse les Lignes, and I look forward to talking to you again next week. Ciao, bye. <laughs>